It's a funny place to be, stuck in a seemingly mundane world with an inner knowing that the universe is so much more than our mortal minds can comprehend. Yet we all have the capacity to know peace and our oneness with the wholeness of life. And through these interviews, discussions, and reflections, it is my intention to share this possibility. I'm Ryan Kurzak, and this is the Kriya Yoga Podcast. So you said that superconsciousness has levels. We use techniques to center ourselves. Then while centered, we either abide in the state or try to contemplate it. Am I in superconscious state if I am centered, relaxed, and calm, yet recognizing noise coming from the street and surroundings? Okay. So yes. You, you know, actually, you will never know if you're not in a superconscious state because you're unconscious. <laughs> um, so when you are unconscious, things are just happening. Uh, you know, maybe you're angry or frustrated or caught up in something you're addicted to. You know, when you get your phone out and you're scrolling through Facebook and just you just can't help it. You just find yourself doing, oh, look, I'm doing it again. You know, that's an unconscious state. Things are just happening on, on autopilot. Superconscious is when you begin to become conscious, when you, be, be, you simply begin to become conscious. So the moment like right now, you are conscious that you are listening. You are conscious that you are thinking. You are conscious that you, know, you are meditating. You have become super conscious. You have moved from the level of animals and rocks and so on to being aware of what's going on. Now, you might not be aware of everything at the deepest level, but you are now aware versus just caught up in the flow of, of unconscious expression. Now, in yoga, uh, particularly in the Yoga Sutras, there are descriptions of different state, different levels of consciousness. And in the Yoga Sutras, it's described as with support, samadhi, oneness consciousness, super consciousness with support. And then there's super consciousness, samadhi without support. Now, many people get uh, confused by this. And super consciousness with support, samadhi with support, can occur through contemplation, visualization, imagination. So, if I am contemplating divine love, what is divine love? And I'm imagining, well, this is what divine love would feel like. This is, this is how divine love would be. Well, I'm using words, I'm kind of talking to myself maybe mentally, but it's keeping me focused on what divine love is. So you are focused on divine love. So that's a kind of samadhi because your awareness is just condensed down into this one little band of experience versus I see the light, there are cars outside. Um, I'm thinking about uh, paying my taxes. Um, should I you know, stop eating so much cheese? You, know, you make come up with whatever you want. When you're scattered like that, well, consciousness is all over the place. It's not unified. It's fragmented. We know that yoga is about bringing together, unifying our consciousness. So that's just scattered consciousness. But the moment you focus on anything at the exclusion of all else, you are in one way practicing meditation and you are practicing kind of samadhi because samadhi is oneness, cognitive absorption in that which you are contemplating. So if all you are thinking about, all you are contemplating is um, the idea of divine love, and you're imagining, you're thinking about, you're wondering about it, that's samadhi with support because you're using descriptions to stay there. 
It's like using training wheels. You're still riding the bike, but you've got training wheels. Uh, but what happens in time is the more you th- hold your awareness on something, the more you contemplate on something, it becomes self, uh, self-perpetuating, which means you can simply think about divine consciousness and now you don't have to talk about it anymore. It's just the experience is there and you can just be with it. You don't, you're not describing it to yourself. You're not having to talk about it. You're just there with it. Well, that's samadhi without support because now you are experiencing it directly without having to describe it to yourself or imagine it. It's just an experience you're having. Um, So the techniques give us the capacity to do that and it's work. You know, I use these examples a lot, like practicing a musical instrument. When you first start a child practicing a musical instrument, you have to say, hey, hey, get back here, you know, play that scale. Okay. Oh, but I want it. No, no, no. Come back here, play the scale. But I want to run outside. No, play the scale. You keep bringing the child back to the scale you want the child to learn until eventually after five, 10, eight weeks, um, the child knows the child can't go outside and play, isn't going to go get some ice cream, isn't going to go watch its favorite TV show. Um, it knows that for that half hour, it has to focus on playing that scale. So now the child can do it. And now as the years go by, the child now knows how to play songs, learn songs, uh, play things more complicated. So now they don't have, now they've got the training of focusing, of holding their awareness on the music, on, on the instrument. And as the years go by, they go deeper and deeper into it. So they become better and better and better at it. So in the beginning with your superconscious states, it may be that all you're doing is uh, if you've got your mala and you're chanting Om Namah Shivaya, I acknowledge with reverence Shiva. Well, every time you hit that mantra and you move the bead, you, you imagine what would it be like if I was truly honoring and acknowledging Shiva? And then for the duration of the, the japa practice, the mala practice, you are practicing samadhi with support. So samadhi and superconsciousness isn't this mind-blowing drug-induced, similar to a drug-induced experience that people always make it out to be. It's just focusing. But now what happens once you've got it, now you don't need the mala anymore to honor and acknowledge with reverence this this capacity for Shiva. Now you are really into it. And as the years go by, you're able to go more fully into it and fully into it. The distractions are less and less and less and less there. And now you can relate to these saints and these sages, which give these profound uh, descriptions of of the infinite, uh, because you have developed your capacity to focus, to hold your attention and explore that thing. Uh, it's the exclusion to all else. That's the thing. And it becomes easy. It becomes effortless. Then you're experiencing samadhi without support. Um, so it's going to just be based on what you're contemplating. Now, what you described, um, am I super conscious if I am centered, relaxed, and calm, yet recognizing noise coming from the street and surroundings? Absolutely. Because you can practice samadhi on the present moment as well. It doesn't have to be an image or an ideal. Um, The the process, the mechanics of it work the same no matter what. So if your process is simply I'm calm, I'm relaxed, and samadhi with support in that experience might be just reminding yourself, okay, listen to the sounds in the street. Feel my body. Hear the birds far off in the trees. Notice the sounds that my belly is making. 
observe the thoughts which are just spontaneously emerging from my mind. So you are remaining focused in the present and you're using the support of your mind to keep you there. Because you're just kind of labeling and pointing out this is what's happening in the present. Well, the better you get at that, eventually you don't have to label it anymore. You don't have to say this, that, the other. You're simply existing. And as the bird song comes in, it comes in. You don't have to label it. It goes away. And once it goes away, you're not paying attention to it anymore. When you see the sign in the distance waving in the wind, you see it. But when the wind stops, you're not thinking about the sign waving in the wind anymore. So in a way, uh, in the present, that kind of present moment, um, super conscious state, yes, you can experience samadhi without support there too. <clears throat> you know you're not in super consciousness when you are unconsciously engaged in something, when you find yourself doing something just kind of out of habit, out of automatically. But again, there's another aspect to this is that just like you can be habitually unconscious, you can also be habitually in super consciousness because once you get the skill, well, then you'll just find yourself walking around and you're not thinking about all the stuff that you see, hear, feel, and experience. You're just present with it. It's almost as if it leaves no residue on you anymore. Um, so, just like there's the continuity of unconsciousness because of habit, well, there can be the continuity of samadhi with support, where you just keep telling yourself, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. That's samadhi with support. You don't, you're not losing consciousness there. Eventually, there's the continuity of, you don't have to tell yourself that anymore. So uh, this is one way to consider the levels of samadhi or super consciousness. You know, books can break them down, can label them, can say there's this type of quality, there's that type of quality, but really it's like anything else. You, you can break it down as much as you want, or you can simply see it as a, a continuous uh, decimal system-like spectrum. It's like I was thinking the other day, um, the little trio that I play in, we played for a farmer's market in the morning. I, I love doing that uh, because, you know, I love teaching meditation and, and yoga, but it's so nice to play music out in a summer day and see people walking around and just taking a moment to listen and smile. It's like just for a moment, it feels to me like they're, they're moving into a temporary state of, of peace because of the music. So I like to offer that. Uh, it makes me happy, and I think it makes other people happy, too. Um, but in that, in that experience, I also feel that it it lightens part of their day. So I have an appreciation for the arts in this regard. Um, because when you're lighter, when you're feeling freer, maybe they're going to go home and meditate better. A little less stress because of the music. But anyway, back to the idea that I was getting at. Um, the decimal system, the spectrum. You know, we made $100 in tips and there's three of us. So how do you really divide $100 by three? It's like 33.333333. And I think that three goes on forever. Again, I'm not a mathematician. Maybe that's not true. Um, but in, in that situation, um, you really can't, there's no end to the 0.333s as they go on. So how can you really divide 100 by three? Same thing on these kinds of spectrums. You can just make it up and say, yes, a third of 100 is 30, 300. 
Uh, well, you can make up all these levels of there's this kind of samadhi, that kind of samadhi, and so on. But as long as you have the general idea of just how the, the, the spectrum goes from unconscious to more depth and more depth and more depth of superconsciousness and samadhi, I think that's a little more helpful. This episode of the Kriya Yoga podcast was made possible by donations from Kriya Yoga apprenticeship students and supporters of our Patreon community, at www.patreon.com forward slash Kriya Yoga.